1: gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well is brian kelly seriously about to pull off the unthinkable uh-oh <laughs> somebody told brian kelly to stop recruiting <laughs> uh-oh hashtag ricky reconsidered <laughs> You know, it's funny, is if you were subscribed to the AYS message board yesterday morning at 8.30, you would have known uh, something that we dropped in for uh, Ricky Collins Jr., the very talented quarterback out of Woodlawn, who did decommit from uh, Purdue yesterday. Um, I don't know how Zach just did that, but that looks fantastic. No idea how he did it, but it looks fantastic. But, yes, subscribe to the AYS message board, AYSSnetwork.com. Uh, only $7 per month. Uh, so, we did drop that in there. Ricky Collins did decommit. So, something that we will mention early here tonight. Can Brian Kelly pull that off? Can he flip the very talented four-star from Baton Rouge? We will have. We talked about Kylan Jackson. We talked about uh, Shelton Sampson Jr., um, and their commitments within the next week. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com will be joining us at 7.30 to talk LSU football upcoming. Also recruiting. And just get his takes about the season, overall SEC, and things like that. So really looking forward to um, to Mike Scarborough being on with us. So a lot that we have to talk to talk about tonight uh, as well with Ricky Collins and the recruiting process. And camp, literally, guys, it's here. Zachy. It's here. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. The guys report. The players report tomorrow. It is live up in this hole. God, I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Blake Rufino and I love college football. And tomorrow we start. So we got a lot to get into. Uh, we will have a lot of uh, uh, things to talk about. Aunt Marshall says, "I'm just here for Mike Scarbo." Well, that's good because he'll be here at seven thirty. He will be here at seven thirty, so that's great, fantastic. Uh, and then L G Z says that hat is fire. It is fire. You can't come on the show, buddy. You're butt naked. No, I'm mommy. Come here. Say hey. Say, hey, <laughs> he's buck-ass nude. Get your pants on, boy. Go in there. If you don't know, that's my son, Benjamin. He just got out the tub, and we don't have a lock on the new studio. I need to get that done this weekend. I need to get that done. But let me say this, though, very quickly before we get started. Aunt Martian, LGZ, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves uh, with probably the worst take that I've ever heard in my life saying Derek Jeter is overrated um y- y- I-, I I don't know what the punishment should should be here like I I had no idea but the Rudy Poos the Rudy Poos to saying Derek Jeter's overrated come on man and speaking of that the um The uh, MLB trade deadline was today. We'll talk about that at the end of the show when we bring Zach and everybody up in here. So got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of good things. Uh, Stuart West says, my MILF shirt is on the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Man, I love football. That is what MILF stands for here at AYS. Man, I love football. Yes, it is. Uh, Zach says, love the new hat. Blake, yeah, y'all like how believe is spoiling your boy? Cause him in with that highlight bling. That can only mean one thing. Ant <laughs> says, don't disrespect me like that, holding. But you're acting like a real Boston fan right now, Ant. I tell you, I'm just joking. I'm joking with him. LGZ. Oh, uh, Doug Ray says, Ben is the boss. That he is. <laughs> Wait till he finds out he's going to have a brother or sister in November the 7th. <laughs> um, I don't think he's going to be too happy. Uh, let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Mike Scarborough joining us in 20 minutes. Jamie Brady says, do you do you think Jay is finished with the upcoming season? No. Uh, we'll be dropping something tomorrow morning um, in reference to that. Um, so be on the lookout. What I can tell you, what I can tell you is that Jay is not done. If there's one thing I could tell you is that Jay is not done. So looking forward to that. A lot of people loving the hat. Okay. I'm digging it. Uh, Donald Kelly Jr. Mr. Don says, somebody said BK can't recruit. Yeah. It's you normally people from Indiana. Go see your mother. Go close the door on your way out. Give me a guess. Let me go. But look, mommy's got some ice cream or something. Go. I All right. We gotta get a lock on that door. <laughs> we gotta get a lock on that door, man. Anyway, LGZ says second that ant. Well, I mean, Big Poppy's probably more overrated than Derek Jeter is. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. All right, so let's do this. Guys, let's get started with all this. Zeus says Ben is the co host. That he is, Zeus. Ben is the, he is the co host. He is the guy. So let's do this. Everybody do us a favor and hit the like and share. So many of you are watching us live right now on Facebook. So many of you are watching us live on YouTube. Hit the like and share. Share to all of your social media platforms, wherever you're listening to this show, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Hit the notification bell, subscribe button, all that great stuff. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform or XM radio, we'll have some big news in the next couple of months in reference to that. So very much looking forward to our partners over at XM and our partners over at Believe. So really looking forward to that. So stay tuned. So like, subscribe, all that great stuff. It's going to be really fun. So Zach, we do have a lot to get into. So let's pay these bills very quickly. And then go back because Ricky Collins did decommit from Purdue. Is Brian Kelly going to pull off what everybody said that he couldn't do inside the state? We'll talk about that in a minute and a half after we pay these bills. We will be right back. <laughs> Benalon is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events. With the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, College Sports, Esports, and even Golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. Tell him you're good your friend, Blake Rufino. Sit you on by. All right. These comments are flying in here. Absolutely. Doug knows says Derek Williams is the only quote-unquote loss in my opinion. Um, well, look. I don't consider that a loss at the current moment, guys. We're not in December. You know, what's funny is, is everybody talks about, well, oh, the kid says he's committed. He's not fully committed until he signs that piece of paper, but then you want to go and flip Derek Williams. Uh, p- make up your mind. But look, And we're going to start here, so I'm going to get to a couple comments very quickly, and then we'll get to the whole Ricky Collins and the guys that I think are are trending in the right direction uh, for LSU. But Holden Lee says, damn, Ant, that's harsh on that one. I think uh, Ant said that Holden boils his crawfish with orange juice after Holden said Ant puts raisins in his potato salad. Zach, have you ever seen Zach is probably the only white guy I've ever met that eats raisins in his potato salad. Like, don't come at me with that. I'm not white. I'm what you call olive. I have great olive Italian skin. So, I don't put pota- raisins in my potato salad, but I think Zach does. So, a lot of jawing back and forth inside the comments. I absolutely love it. Uh, Dale says on YouTube, Samson, Shelton Samson Jr., Zelantzard, Ricky Collins, Kaipreen, And Kylan Jackson, hashtag big takeover. So let's start there. Because late last night, and we mentioned it a little bit uh, yesterday. But, again, we can talk about this plan. We can talk about the process. We can talk about the standard. We can talk about LSU. We can talk about so many things, guys, right? Like, there's so many ways that we can go here. And we're going to talk a lot of recruiting with Mike in 15 minutes. But the truth is, it's always been a plan. This has been... The plan, as you start fall, as you start summer fall camp, you could get two commitments from two highly rated Louisiana guys and Kylan Jackson and Shelton Sampson Jr. And now, as of late last night, Ricky Collins decommits from Purdue, highly talented four-star recruit from Woodlawn and Baton Rouge. Can LSU, can you hashtag got Sloaned or get Sloaned is that's what's going on here. Is Joe Sloan, the quarterbacks coach making a big pursuit for Ricky Collins guys. If you're, if, if Brian Kelly and company are able to close out and even potentially flip, maybe one of the guys that is not committed to LSU currently. Don't tell me they're not doing good things in the state of Louisiana. When you got guys like Trey Holly from the 318, when you got uh, um uh Caleb Jackson from Liberty, if you're able to get Zalance Heard, this this recruiting class, there's a lot of talented pieces here, and Brian Kelly and company are doing what they need to do to get these guys on campus. I'm not worried about Arch. I'm not worried about Osberry, Jay Knowlesberry. I think that you know, with his brother and himself, these kids maybe just want to get out. And that's, and that's perfectly fine with me. Perfectly fine with me. But if you get the recruits that is projecting and, and look, Harvey Broussard is another guy that some people are pretty high on the wide receiver. So when this is all said and done, LSU will have a plan. You know, what's funny though, Zach, and we've talked about this a lot is I think the simple nature, the very simple nature that Brian Kelly has kind of been under attack ever since he's been at LSU. And whether it be family, whether it be they're behind in NIL, he doesn't, he's the booster base isn't getting behind him, whether it be in recruiting, portal, quarterback, whatever it may be, whatever it may be that Brian Kelly and people have had an issue with every single time that fans or national media or the non-mass-going uh, uh, Catholics that root for Notre Dame, when they start showing their mouth, every time they say something negative about Brian Kelly, everything they said comes out to be false. Everything. And all of those things so far in the seven months that he's been here. Now I wonder, and I wonder so much, if there is a situation where now, and if you missed it day Athlon Sports came out with this projected bowl that LSU would be going to this season. They have them going to Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Bowl, which would mean that LSU's eight and four. So if Brian Kelly has proven everybody wrong since he's been at LSU so far, is he going to prove us all wrong and majority of people wrong? This season, you know, when a guy like Brian Kelly has had 10 win seasons at Notre Dame, five, 10 win seasons in a row, can he do it here? Because it seems to me that every time someone starts moaning,
0: oh, oh, he,
1: he proves them all wrong. <laughs> We're about to find out because they'll be here Thursday. God bless it. I I really do hope, I really do hope uh, (laughs) that is the case because I think LSU does sit in a good position, eight and four, nine and three. If that man wins 10 games in the regular season, build him a statue for crying out loud. Maybe not a statue, but give him a, give him some hardware. Give him some hardware. Perfectly fine with me. Perfectly fine with me. I still believe that Brian Kelly is going to prove a lot of us wrong. Myself included guys. I, I, I continue to lean to this eight and four type of season. That's where I currently sit without seeing these guys and, and, and who's the quarterback going to be. That's where I sit right now is eight and four. I think Brian Kelly alone is worth two wins. I think this staff is worth two wins. So if you win six games a season to go, I think LSU could easily win eight games. They have the talent. They do have places and, and, and areas along this team where they have talented depth. But we talk about all this t- all, all the time. Experience can somewhat, I don't want to say trump talent, but sometimes it can in certain situations. I'm really intrigued to know what the offensive line, who was this starting five on that offensive line. If you've been following us for a long time, you know how high I am on guys on the offensive line like Marlon Martinez. I'm very high on Marlon Martinez. I thought that he was your most consistent offensive lineman a season ago. Just ask Florida. LSU rushed for 100 yards against Kentucky after he was entered into the game. They rushed for 100 yards against Texas A&M. The young man is really talented. Can he play center? Can he play guard? That young man can play. You have a talented freshman All-American like Miles Frazier. Does he stay at the guard position? Do you kick him out to right tackle? You know what Will Campbell can give you. A lot of inexperience there. Marlon Martinez returning will be probably, outside of Anthony Bradford, the most experienced person on your offensive line when it comes to experience in the SEC, but we've seen guys like Marlon Martinez really wreck shop. That m- could look like your offensive line, and you know what you have at wide receiver. You know what you have at running back. And, guys, I'd like – you know, <laughs> I-, I hate to say this, but it's just the truth. When I hear some people talk about even if Jay Daniels were the starter, they think that he's a worse thrower or equal thrower – Of guys like, uh, uh, (laughs) man, I might not need to say that. Maybe I I, I don't need to say that. He's not the worst thrower of the football that LSU's ever had. Let me just put it like that. Defense, I think, is going to be fine. There are concerns all across the field. There are, I say concerns, there's worries. There's worries for me. I got to see some things. I 1,000% got to see some things. So you can fire in your projections. You can fire inside your comments. What do you believe? As we start fall camp today, as we start fall camp or tomorrow, what are your projections? What is your record for LSU? Fire it inside the Rudy Crew chat. What do you think LSU's record is going to be? I would love it. I want to see it. Uh Father Abair says no mass going Catholics. <laughs> it's true. Those people in Notre Dame don't go to Mass, Father Abair. Kyle on YouTube says, Blake, Italians are white people. As a fellow Italiano, don't deny your European roots. Be proud of them. Some of the world's greatest scientists, engineers, etc., don't fall for a liberal agenda. Kyle, let me say this, bud. It was a joke. Don't, there's one, you can bring your politics to any other sports show. (laughs) Don't bring it in here. It's a joke, buddy. It's a joke. Take it as one. God, sometimes, man, you, you guys get so, your panties in a damn wad. Stop talking about politics in a sports show. I don't bring my politics in here, neither should you. Stop with the bullshit. Uh, Keaton says, yes, he can, and he will be starting this year. Who are you talking about, and why are you yelling? <laughs> uh, Brandon Reese says, if BK goes 9-3 and or 10-2, and he deserves SEC coach of the year. I, he, he would deserve it. Would he get it? I don't know. You know, if you get an undefeated Alabama, if you get an undefeated Georgia, maybe. You know, what if Tennessee gets to 10 or 11 wins, uh, and, and LSU does beat them? We'll see. Rick Mobley says BK is here for a Natty. He don't give a Rudy Poo about local or national BS. I agree with that. I one thousand percent agree with that. Uh, Dylan says nine and three. Ed O says eight and four. Uh, Tigers Avenue Podcast, aka Zach, says eight and four. Homer and me wants to pick nine and three or ten and two. Aunt Marshall says nine and three. A lot of people are saying the same thing. I, I don't disagree with you guys I think that Brian Kelly is talented enough and a, a good enough coach to to give you 10 wins and, and as an example and I know that it's it's bad to look about a season ago because you don't have the same offensive line you know when I watched games from and I posted this on Twitter when I watched the games from last season as an example and I watched the offense nobody ret- is returning on your offensive line that played um Ty Davis Price is not returning Max Johnson's not returning. The only core group of guys that is returning is in your wide receiver core. Literally two-thirds of your offense is not returning. Might be a good thing. It might be a good thing. We'll see. Brandon Reese says, looking at the undated depth chart, they have Will Campbell, Trayvon Shorts, Charles Turner – Miles Frazier and Cam Wire. I think that's going to be mixed up, Brandon, because we didn't have in the spring, Marlon Martinez was not there. Anthony Bradford was not there. Garrett Dellinger wasn't there. Uh, they had a lot of people um, that were not there this, this offseason or during, I, I guess you could just say spring. Um, so for that alone, for that alone, I, I think that that's 1000% uh, going to change, right? Like it is going to change. King Ulysses says, "Honestly, nine and three, but hoping for an eleven and one record." I hear you, man. I hear you. Trevor says, "What's going on with you, Rudy Pooh people?" <laughs> Trevor going for the uh, for the jugular. Uh, James says nine and three. My good buddy C King says eleven and one. All right, uh, 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 Majid. On Facebook says hi LSU eleven and one. Okay. Okay. Uh let's talk about Ricky Collins though very quickly because Mike Scarborough from Tigerbait.com uh is gonna be joining us in about three minutes. Crying Belly says, Who's pushing the narratives? What do you mean who's pushing narratives? Dude, stop asking that question. You sound like a a, a, a Looney Tune when you keep saying that nobody's pushing a narrative. I'm asking all you guys what you think the records is. God, some of you guys, uh, let's talk about Ricky Collins though, very quickly. Um, hashtag you got Sloaned. <laughs> I mean, we'll ask Mike in, in three minutes, but, um, I, I don't know if, if Ricky Collins decommitting was inevitable. Um, but, I would say that it makes me feel a lot more confident about this class. Look, <laughs> I don't know how much pressure LSU had to put on Ricky to decommit, but I do think it's it's kind of ironic that they had this Bayou splash and everything seems to go well. Brian Kelly, you know, per some people around the program are saying that him and BK and Joe Sloan had a one-on-one. And they were talking and Brian Kelly sold him and he closed him to, you know, maybe switch his uh, commitment or at least, at very least, decommit. I like it, man. There's a lot to be excited about. And we've talked about this with Ricky Collins before. There's only one real thing that I knock Ricky Collins on. But we've seen him go to places. We saw him go to the Elite 11 and be the most accurate quarterback There, You had guys like uh, Malachi Nelson, Eli Holstein, a a laundry list of very talented quarterbacks. And the most accurate guy at the Elite 11 after 300 passes, 300 passes, was Ricky Collins at something like 80%. There's a lot of things that you can teach. One thing that you can't teach is elite accuracy. Now, you can get better with it. The only thing, though, for me... And it is just the throwing motion. I don't like the long throwing motion. He goes here, then up, then gone. That is a pure, we were talking about Derek Jeter earlier. That is a shortstop type of fielding. Field, belt, plant, down, up, fire. That is Ricky Collins. I don't know if there's a, if, Joe Sloan, and when we interviewed him, I think about a month and a half ago, we were talking to him about fundamentals. Joe said, and he told us, like, look, there's a lot of high school quarterbacks in the country that might be poor on a certain fundamental. I don't worry about that if I can fix it. That's something that's very fixable with a quicker release. But I like the accuracy, and I don't know if Mike went to Uh, The Catholic game, the Catholic Woodlawn game a season ago, I'll ask him that. Um, But Ricky Collins kind of put his team on his back and won that game. So, look, this 5A record, and I know that Mike travels all across the place, but if you look at this 5A local, like Baton Rouge area, these 5A teams, man, what a... What a laundry list of great games. you got Tyree Adams and St. Aug going to Zachary. you got Woodlawn going to Catholic in a revenge game type of game. You know, I see some of those little high school guys on Twitter kind of jawing back at one another. Going to be a lot of fun, man. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Pooh Bear's in the building. He was coaching uh, his son's football team, who, by the way, apparently Pooh Bear's 27-0, he said, as a head coach. Can you believe that? He said he runs the Joe Brady offense and he channeled his inner uh, uh, Ed Orgeron about bringing the binder and everything. How about that? Shades of Ed Orgeron. Uh, Jawan Hearn says LSU's going 7-5. and five. Okay, I'll let you get obliterated in those comments. <laughs> I, uh, poor Jawan. Jawan, you're about to get ripped alive, dude. All right, let's do this. We got Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Go to his website, TigerBait.com. Subscribe to his message board. Always fantastic comments uh, and content in there. And Preston, our good friend Preston, launched his show again last night. He had on special teams coordinator and recruiting coordinator, Brian Polian. So go check that out at LSU Tigers on Tigerbait. So let's get the man in here. Let's pay these bills. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco. Guys, we will be back in one minute exactly to bring you the legend himself, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta 8 company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com. Right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com. AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp derived and completely legal inside as the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed. And shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's dgramcode.com. Use that promo code AYS25. We're back! Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, the man with the plan, the man with the great hair, Tiger Bates on, Mike Scarborough. Buddy, what's happening? How you doing, man? Did you know that it's been six months to the day that you've been on AYS? You've been ducking me.
2: Well, it's a hashtag Scarborough effect. Uh, it's time for some page views.
1: <laughs> Very true. It's it's true, Mike. It's true. But I'm so glad to have you back, man. I, no, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you
2: what, man. It, it's uh, I'm so excited because, but of course, uh, we've got a mutual friend in the media that's been busting me all day long. Where's our... our, our our release from LSU, what's the right. practice times, what's the, you know, it's like I'm ready to go, but I don't know what what we're going to get. Um, what's the delay? Why don't we know what the practice times are and what the media is getting? And are we getting Brian Kelly? Uh, well, I don't think we're getting him tomorrow. Are we getting him after practice Thursday? I also think it's very interesting that Jaden Osbury is now announcing it's 630. Uh, Thursday night, which usually corresponds to the, about the exact time where we're in the uh, meeting room waiting for Brian Kelly to come out and talk about the first day of practice. So, you know, it's, you know, I, I'll put in a prediction for Notre Dame for him. But uh, anyways, I, I think, um, I don't I'm real curious to see what we're going to get. Are we going to get five days? Are we Are going to get 13 days? You know, what's going to be our access?
1: Mike, as you remember a season ago, (laughs) how many practices did we try to go to and it got rained out? It was like, you called me the bad luck charm. You remember this? I remember, look, dude,
2: it it was um, uh, and look, I had my good friend who was sponsoring our practice reports and it was uh, so much per practice report, I didn't make any of that money because (laughs) I was always on Burbank making a U-turn when I'd get a text saying uh, practice has been canceled because of bad weather or lightning and And I'm I'm just going to make up a number. If there were 18 practices, I think like 14 of them were rained out.
1: Yeah, remember that Saturday was really hot, was really the only one that I. Yeah, I mean, so,
2: you know, and I I think that's part of the reason. If you want to, I know Brian Kelly talked a week mentioned a week ago about how he'd watched the UCLA film and the players looked like they had dead legs. I think a part of that was the fact that they were in that indoor facility practicing for most of August on top of going, having to go to Houston. And, you know, what that can do to you, you know, in the head and everything.
1: So, Mike, let's start off there. So, camp, the, the guys do report tomorrow. Camp starts on Thursday. When those gates open for practice, whenever it is the time that, that we're going or whenever, um, what is the first thing that Mike Scarborough is going to look at?
2: I'm going to be like everybody. We're going to go straight for quarterbacks. and <laughs> um, But, you know, look, I – and, of course, they always position the offensive line in that no-man's area where your camera lens is being blocked by a tent uh, and blocking sleds. But certainly I want to see what we can see at center in the amount of time we've got. Um, and then you want to see uh, Bernard Converse. And what does he look like? Um, who's wearing uh, colored jerseys, that meaning they're not to have contact? Of course, the first few days of practice, there's no – you know, they're not in full pads anyways, but uh, that that's some of the things I want to see. And then, you know, obviously, because they're going to be in shells, you're going to get a good look at some of the freshmen that were not midterm grads. They got there in June. And what do they look like physically in just a couple of months uh, period of time? I, you know that to me, that's always, you know, all of your football players are going to mature physically throughout their years at LSU. But that first six months of a freshman, it's amazing how quick they come along, particularly the guys that, you know, have those thin frames that can soak up a lot of nutrition because they're finally eating the right amount of calories every day. They're not running the roads with their friends in high schools. And um, so I think we're going to see a lot of that.
1: Mike, that I think that that was the first thing for me. Like, we've heard Brian Kelly and we've heard from others that guys like Anthony Bradford's down 20, 25, maybe even 30 pounds. Mike, if that's the case, what does that young man look like, right? Like, how is everybody looking? You know, I remember when we first spoke with Mike Jones when we brought him on the show. Mike, I think he gains a solid 15 pounds. Lean, though. Like, lean just – he looks bigger. He looks healthier. Uh, that would be the first thing that I see. Now, you talk about quarterbacks – and you talk a little bit about the offensive line. Is there any specific position group defensively you're looking forward to?
2: Well, I, I want to, you know, I think obviously you want to see some of the DBs. I think all of them. But, you know, look, the defensive line is going to be the strength of that unit. And so, you know, we, we've talked all year about uh, or all offseason about uh, Mason Smith and Allie Gay and Ojalari And J- J- Jaqueline Roy tells me in June that this is his money year and he's motivated. Jacoby and Guillory wants to uh, make a stamp on things. Um, then you got Wingo that transfers in, and he gets the Iron Tiger Award. Um, you know, so they've got some bodies there to rotate in on that defensive line. So, regardless of what access we get media wise, whether it's five practices, twelve, I-, I think you're gonna. It's like fail, uh, and, and you get it in the summertime, but you, you in about a week and a half to two weeks. I think LSU fans really start to tune out a bit because they're just, they're ready for football. They've talked about it enough. There's only so much you can say anymore. And so really what you're really going to be looking out for beyond the first few days, you know, we we all want to see pictures of Harold Perkins. We all want to see what he looks like. (laughs) Uh, You know, the newcomers, the guys that you haven't seen. But from then on out, what you want to hear every day is that there's been no injuries. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hear at 9.30 at night, uh, so-and-so was carted off the field. That That's the one thing you don't want to hear. And there's certain positions where you particularly don't, don't want to hear that at.
1: Well, Mike, I mean, you look at Tampa Bay. They're lo- they've are they lost four offensive linemen in a week. Uh, three of them could be season-long injuries. Three of those guys are pro bowlers. So I mean, you're right. I mean, you don't want to see that, that. That would be absolutely devastating. And, and I, I think if you
2: believe in karma – the rash of injuries that we've seen at LSU the last few seasons, I think they're due for some good karma in that regard. Some of the some of the injuries that LSU players have, have had have just really been, I mean, freaks, freak accidents, uh, you know, non-contact drills. I mean, there's been a, a whole lot of that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Mike, like last year, I remember what was it, the practice – uh, I think second to last practice, remember Ed Orgeron coming out and saying Glenn Logan broke his leg and just running, you know, like I mean, it was, it was a lot of bad karma. It felt like a, a season ago, uh, Mike Scarborough joining us. Um, look, so we'll obviously be monitoring a lot of this practice reports and practice reports this week, but we do have a lot of recruiting going on. You have Shelton Sampson, junior committing Saturday, Colin Jackson, and obviously, Ricky Collins decommitting. Look, I'm just going to kind of give you the floor on this one. Uh, well, let me ask this first, and then we'll get to that. But, Mike, they had the Bayou Splash. There seems to be a lot of energy with these Louisiana kids. How do you take all of this in, and what can you tell our listeners about that?
2: I, I just think it's it's been a progress, progressive uh, work towards these goals with the Louisiana kids. Um kids that maybe they were behind the eight ball because the relationships need to be established. Um, all new coaches coming from out of state. Uh, maybe kids that didn't get offered till late. You know, you, you got to work your way th- through some of those hurdles. But it's also that time of year. I mean, it is kids want to get it done now, and which I like. I think in a lot, look at some of the kids that, that are, are announcing they're all a part of big programs, high school programs, that are legitimately in the talk to win state titles. They don't want to have the recruiting stuff lingering out there. And one thing we've seen over the years, too, is a lot of kids uh, be traveling a lot more in the offseason, even out-of-state visits, unofficial, uh, on unofficial visits, uh, to visit a lot of schools. I think it's a combination of kids not wanting this hanging over them during their senior year, and they want to be able to concentrate on football, and I also think it's a lot of kids who are, frankly, tired of the recruiting process. And, um, and, of course, years ago when the early signing period was put in effect in December, that sped up the recruiting process. So, you know, back in May or early June, we were saying what's going to be the over and under and how many commitments they're going to have before Labor Day. And, you know, you, most years in the past decade, they've been hovering around 18, 19, 20. And sure enough, they're going to be right where they've always been uh when when all the dust settles on the flurry that they're about to have, so um kudos to them and i and i and of course a lot of it too is it's not twenty five it's it's gonna it's gonna be somewhere exactly. in the mid thirties mm-hmm. so um there's a lot of kids man when I'm charting out where I'm going this fall i i'm I'm really wanting to get uh us out to see some kids that are some sleepers some, some are there, are there's some guys because they're not bound to the twenty five um, you know, are there a lot more guys like Jordan Allen, the Jordan Allen types, maybe a David Jones at Madison prep, the offensive guard at Dutchtown, who I love, uh, the, who's also committed to Purdue, um, you know, some of those type of guys out there, uh, could they get offers late? So I think there's more room for that now.
1: You know, Mike, I said this before you came on and I was just kind of writing some games that I would want to go to this year. And I think I told you this, I think, what was it last week? Mike, this 5A battle that we have around Baton Rouge is absolute, and New Orleans is absolutely deadly. As an example, you have Jordan Matthews going up against Shelton Sampson again. Two guys that are battling to, and probably will go to very prestigious Power Five programs. You have Tyler- that's, that game. That game is at Woodlawn. Right.
2: Go look at. Uh, you talked about Zachary's schedule. Go look at Woodlawn's schedule. Brutal. They play uh, Lafayette Christian. They host Catholic High. Uh, Saint James, um, U High. Um, it's not just five A. You know, when I started covering recruiting, and it's really been uh, since the, the dust has settled on the on Katrina and the population, uh, uh, in you know infusion in the in the Baton Rouge area. Baton Rouge area high school football was the dregs for a long time. It, it got, it, it, for most of, uh, you know, I mean, you'd have Donnie Jones at Catholic High. You'd have uh, Michael Clayton at Christian Life. You know, you'd have a Marcus Spears. But to, to have what you're having now at, at some public schools, that was that was unheard of. So that's why I'm always calling out, you know, you've got Liberty, which is the former Lehigh, now with Caleb Jackson. Woodlawn, Woodlawn has never had players until Mark. Well, I'll say this. They had players, but they weren't academically qualified. They'd have some guys that you would maybe be interested in. Um, But, uh, of course, we know what Zachary is doing year in and year out. Um, uh, Madison Prep is a power. Um, And so,
1: uh, Struma last year, having a player. And, Mike, some of those teams, I I think – I forget one of the Baton Rouge teams, but their jamboree is against Kaipri and St. James. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I I forget, but I remember seeing like St. James's schedule and they're playing from somebody in Baton Rouge, if I'm not mistaken, and you got Kai Prank going up against somebody else. Yeah, and going going I should after. know
2: who that is because I talked about that last week with somebody. Um, I don't think it's Madison Prep. Um, I think Madison Prep's got Scotland. Maybe I'm wrong. Um,
1: but anyways, I think it might uh, be Scotlandville. I, I think it... No, Madison
2: never. Prep has Woodlawn. Okay. There's another one for Woodlawn.
1: That that's a that's a game in itself. Mike, so to quickly interrupt you and, and, and ask you this, Ricky Collins obviously dick decommit and Woodlawn is obviously where he plays. With this tough of a schedule, if this young man goes out and balls out, what then? I, I mean I mean I know that LHU's at the high pursuit, but I guess tell us about his recruitment and I mean if he's got this tough of a schedule and he goes out and does some great stuff, I, I mean Mike could Teams circle back on him and, and other teams yeah, I mean, get look, back to him. He's in the got fall? some
2: good he's got some good athletes around him. I, I I don't know about what his offensive line looks like um at Woodlawn. Um I, I know they've got a running back there. Um so but I mean they he's look, you, you talk about beating Catholic and almost beat him two years ago. Um so yeah, he, he the, the Woodlawn Woodlawn's Woodlawn's gonna be a power. Um but I, you know, I feel sorry for Liberty after one year of 4A being in in a, a you know, have been in a, the upper level. They get one year and then they're in, in that 5A district now.
1: That's insane. That that's that's not going to be good for them. Caleb Jackson,
2: uh, Caleb Jackson's going to have a rough go of it.
1: Well, well let's let's we'll see how good he does. Uh, Mike, what about Ricky? I, I mean. I know that you weren't surprised. I know that you've been hinting at, at this for about maybe two months. He decommits officially last night. I, I guess, what are your thoughts around Ricky Collins well, right now?
2: Well, I, I kidded uh, with Preston yesterday. He said, man, well, you know, he's been uh, saying that he's 110% to Purdue. I said, yeah, but Preston, he's been working on a 200 uh, a 200 scale.
1: <laughs> Preston did say that he's going on a 1,000% scale from now on. I thought that yeah, was funny. Yeah. But no,
2: uh Look, I I was the first guy to go out and film Ricky, what, two, three years ago. And um, I've loved him ever since. And I love his mom, Precious. Um, And he's right here. He's coached by Marcus Randall. Um, He's well-liked. He's been around the LSU program. All the current players know who he is. All the players in the area, all the high school players in the area know each other. They all grew up together. Um, you know, they some of them might end up at a charter school, uh, you know, this and that. But, you know, we'll see. It, 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 it's going to be very interesting.
1: I, I hear the little dog chirping. She, yeah, you hear Parker ex- with yeah, the squeaky she's, toy. She's excited. You know, football yeah. season is here. Uh, Mike, look, we can talk about recruiting all the live long day, but there is one more, uh, last question I have for you about recruiting. Uh, this class looks to be coming together pretty well. I, I mean, I don't know where they end up. I guess when you look at this class and the potential that it has, is there should there be a lot of excitement around this class in just the seven months that this staff has, has been at LSU?
2: I think if this class is inside the top ten, it's a win. Because it's not just going to be what they do with the high school kids. Portal. It's going to be I – th- I still think there's going to be – I don't know what the number will be, a half a dozen. I, they're not going to go – I don't see them going into the teens – with transfer portal kids again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't see it, but I think there could be some very salty transfer portal kids that are, that are brought in and in on top of it. So when you, when you consider in the state and I believe it is down and you can talk about Arch Manning and Holstein and, you know, and on and on, um, Tackett Curtis, I, I still think the state is down. Um, You know, there's reasons behind each of those guys, and I can also say that a lot of those guys might be a little bit overrated. So is there a true five-star in the state of Louisiana is the question. You know, last year you could make the case that there were four or five, maybe even six uh, guys that you could stand on a table on a national network if you covered Louisiana and make a case for this kid or that kid being a five-star. And maybe they end up only as a, as a four, a high four, but there were some kids that you could legitimately, you know, stand on the table and argue that it should be a five. How many of those guys can you say that about this year?
1: I know. I remember two years ago when you went and saw a team uh, called Edna Carr, and you were pretty upset about how anybody could have Aaron Anderson. I know that he's not. Didn't here. he end up at a five star by somebody or two of he, them? Well, all of them.
2: Mike. Yeah, you when know, well, he was a three, he was a three-star new, <laughs> uh, new Year's Day.
1: But, well, he he ended, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully for two 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 four seven. He was the number one player in the state last year. I kind of thought that was a little hysterical, but you had been calling that for a while. Well, at one time, at one time, he was the forty
2: seventh rated receiver in the nation by that network you just named.
1: Yeah, he he ended in the top five. Yeah, he ended. He ended in his recruitment in the top five. And What's so, what up? does that
2: do? What does that do? That that feeds the narrative that there's an Alabama bias. I, all because they all because they didn't have a recruiting r- regional guy that paid any time inside the borders of this state.
1: Well, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but there was no reason whatsoever he deserved to be a three star. He was legitimately that good. We You're have- an idiocy. <laughs>
2: Wait, dude, and by the a... way, there was some biases on another network too. Ays? No, no, another network.
1: I got. Yeah, I, I, I got you. I'm just, I'm just messing. What... He
2: must have been on the wrong seven-on-seven seven team.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get to a couple of these questions here, Mike. My... <laughs> He's at Marshall's hashtag. Ask Mike, who is a commit that LSU may get that no one is talking about? I know that you briefly talked about that. I'll kind of add to that. Your young man from Dutchtown, uh, the guard, uh, you, you've you been pounding the table for him. Do you think he could be one, or, or who do you think? Yeah, um, God dang it. He's at the top of my.
2: Uh, is Ethan, um, not, not, now you're going to make me go, uh, Google him real quick. Uh, I love this kid. Um, I've seen him in person. Uh, and I, I, I think he's a guy that you, you don't sleep on.
1: Um, um, let me, I'll, I'll try to help you, uh, look for them guys. If y'all can help look for him as well. I, uh, you're talking about Ethan Fields, right? Ethan Fields. Hard, hard worker. Love the way he moves.
2: Um, I'm sure they can ding him. Maybe they like him an inch taller. Maybe they like his shirt, long sleeve shirt uh, sleeve length to be a little bit longer, whatever it is. But that kid is a hard worker. Nobody's going to outwork him. And to me, if you're going to take a flyer on an offensive lineman, which I'm all for, particularly when you're not bound by 25, I say load up on an extra offensive lineman or two.
1: Mike, let me ask you this question. it It will never hurt you. Let me ask you this question because I said this last week, if LSU does get – because they got six offensive linemen. I get two of them were in the portal from a season ago. And let's say you do circle back on Ethan Fields and you get DJ Chester and Zalance Heard, who I know that you are extremely high on. But, Mike, if they get 11 offensive linemen and in, in two classes, and especially this high caliber of guys, you've got to – hats off to Brad Davis, right? Absolutely. Um,
2: and and what, what what were we saying last year about, you know, we were looking at this year's class. We weren't really talking about her to hold this time last year. At all. Right. And so it was Jamar Kane of the two line coaches. It was going to have the toughest haul because Louisiana, and by the way, it's not going to be easy for him next year either. Right. You got Cobbins at Destrohan, who's an edge rusher. You know, some might classify him as an outside linebacker. Um, so, again, Jamar Kane's going to have to go out of state. So um, I still think we're in, a, we're in a little bit of a hodgepodge already. It's like I can tell you right now, where's the quarterback in Louisiana for 24? Where is the running back in Louisiana for 24? There's still some missing pieces. So this whole national deal with Brian Kelly and people months ago saying you're not paying enough attention to Louisiana, they're absolutely wrong because you're going to need to be able to recruit regionally and nationally extremely well. And then, and then you look out for those, those Lance Herds that come along and you, and you be ready. But, you know, if you're not talking about a 24 quarterback in the state of Louisiana now, he's probably, he's probably not there.
1: Well, that's interesting. Where is the state very good at, in your opinion, for next year in, this, in the state?
2: Well, you're going to have wide receivers. <laughs> you, you know, the state's going to have them. You're going to have the defensive backs. Uh, I mentioned Cobbins. Uh, I really like him. Got the big tight end at East Feliciana. Um, you know, I'm, I really want to see him. Uh, Where is he at on LSU's board? Did you um, see so that,
1: the? Uh, by the way, did you see his catch at that little camp he went to? He it was like they he, they threw into quadruple coverage, literally. Kid just well, he's threw it six up there. Foot, he's six seven. <laughs> Mike, he went up and he mossed everybody, and I was like, oh, uh, like okay, like I, I get it now, you know, like that. Young, I think Green. That young man can play, man. Yeah, he, he stuff. can stand tall and tie my shoes. <laughs> Very true. Speaking of a guy that's really talented who's mentioned that he wants to play tight end or D-end, it's Nicholas Harbor. I, I know that he, it, it's kind of a funny little recruitment. Do you? How do you think LSU sits with him? Let's see when the visits happen. I, I want to see when, who
2: starts coming in. What, what are the uh... – You know how how big of a crowd do you have for the Southern game? When how quickly do you start bringing in kids for visits?
1: Mike, would Um, you bring a lot of? I know this sounds crazy, and I know that they're an FCS opponent, but would you not bring a a handful of kids in for Southern as electric as that game? I think the Southern game is going to be as festive as you've ever seen. Me too, Mike. I would bring as many kids as I could that week too, man. I mean that band. What what does Southern plays next, Mike? What's
0: going to happen?
2: Oh, they're going to play it.
1: <laughs> well, the the question is,
2: I, I I don't is some you know someone who's been to a seven games have to tell me, you know how often do they usually play it each game?
1: Pooh Bear, uh, Pooh Bear, can you help assist us with that one? Huh? Or... I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Pooh because you I don't know how much they play it during the but I know that they do. Yeah,
2: well, I'd like to know how many times they normally play, and let's see if they match that when they come to Tiger Stadium.
1: Uh, so a lot of these questions, Mike, that there have been firing in for him, you've already kind of answered. So I'll try to get to one maybe that we didn't, and two more, and we'll we'll get you on out of here. But Carl Duns has hashtag asked Mike with Cardo Thomas switch be on this season. I guess what he's asking: Do you think he turns it up a notch?
2: You know, it's 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 kind of like if when you've been in the program this long, if you if if you're not seen, and if you're not being mentioned by the coach, and you're not getting rotated in. You know, it, it's you, you pretty much know you're the guy. And and, it, and when you've been in the program for three years, you're being recruited over.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I hate to say it like this, but what does Emory Jones do? You know, there's a lot of praise for that young man. I mean, does he see playing time? I mean, the playing time, Mike, that he sees at a potentially right guard is not playing time for Cardell Thomas. You know, I, I hate to say it like that, but it, it, it's just the truth.
2: But yeah, I, I I would like to know what Brad Davis's philosophy is on on this because you already know Will Campbell's playing, so that's a year gone. If you if you stay totally healthy on that offensive line, if you're able to stay healthy, and your starters are the guys, you know you want to get Emory Jones in there, but do you do you look to, forward to the fact that you can keep a red shirt on him if you can? Or is he just too damn good and the the offensive line isn't cohesive at a certain point and it's time to let him fly? I mean, you just – you don't worry about it.
1: Mike, let me ask you this question, and this is – I know out of left field and this will be the last one. But Ben Wilkerson, when he came in, was like an Emory Jones – and I know Will Campbell might have like a more of an Andrew Whitworth type of feel to him. But with Emory Jones, I mean, when you were covering that team and Ben Wilkerson – What was that like when he was a freshman? Because he started as a freshman. What was that like? They didn't have a lot of the same Emory Jones type of feel to it? Because
2: Ben Wilkerson was like a national big-time guy. He was the number one center in the country. I don't know where he was at as far as all, uh, you know, the the entire OL position. But you couldn't get any higher than Ben Wilkerson. And uh, there was no – I guess maybe some of us and, – and, and maybe I'm getting foggy. I can't remember what the depth chart looked like or who, who he came in. Um, but it, I, I don't tend to think that it was a shocker that he started right away. Um, we know Whitworth started uh, early. We uh, Saran Black was the last left tackle, I believe, to come in and start as a freshman. Um,
1: yeah. Mike, I watched that uh, Virginia Tech game. Um, the 2007 Virginia Tech game, and they remember if you remember the old ESPN with uh, uh, who was the old older guy who used to announce all the games? It's it's Ron Franklin. No, it was um, he's out in Vegas now. He call he does a lot of betting stuff. Um, Brent Musburger, Brent Musburger, and Arlie Doucette was announcing the starting lineup on ESPN, and he said with his 51 start with no injuries, Saran Black. He didn't say anything else. <laughs> he just said, Saran Black. A- and Mike, like they had his old picture and his new picture from a freshman to senior. Good Lord. I, I mean, that man must have put on 45 pounds of pure muscles. His straps, like his traps almost hit his earlobes. That's how big his like traps were. It's insane. Go watch that if you if you hadn't seen it. I, I don't think Saran Black got his dupe <clears throat> by a lot of people. I, Mike, I'm telling
2: you. He, he doesn't get mentioned a whole lot other than now because of what Will Campbell's doing. But Saran Black was, was big time.
1: Uh, last one, I lied, and we'll get you out of here. Mike Jones Jr., Harold Perkins, Greg Penn, and Micah Baskerville. How do you see that position group shaking out if, if you even have a real thought process on that? Are you, buy,
2: are you buying into this deal that Harold Perkins would be a red shirt guy? No. At all. How, how quickly can he learn the college linebacker position?
1: Here's my personal opinion, and I would love to get yours. I don't think that he would, he's going to see a lot of time in the inside role, right? I, like, I don't think I, – I, I don't know that yet. I think that you could have, say, like a Marcel Brooks type of a role. Like, we saw Mike Jones Jr. last year, Mike, when we saw him, you know, rush on the outside, we saw him blitz a lot. I don't know if he's ready yet for the like if a guard is zone blocking and getting to the second level, can he take on that block? I I, I don't know that. I don't know yeah. what you believe. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know
2: what Matt requires it, it, of each of those guys and how quickly he can pick that up, and where where it, it would make sense if he's just a guy you're rotating in, uh, it's in certain times or in cleanup. You know, or again, or is that a guy where you're thinking, man, we we, he's not quite there yet. Let's keep the red shirt on him. Um, and then you've got guys I know in Texas that is saw him play almost every week. That swear up and down, he's absolutely the best running back on LSU's roster.
1: Do you think? I mean, Mike, is there a scenario where we're halfway through camp and they're like, listen, we might give him a shot there? I I, I mean, I hate to ask. I that. mean, that
2: that would be the reverse, Devin White you know?
1: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But, um, he is a curiosity as to how quickly he can come along, you know, because even though he was rated the number one overall player in the state of Texas, everybody I know, uh, cause I mean, even when he was, you know, thought to be leaning into Texas A&M, the Texas A&M recruiting guys, uh, Brawny was right there in his backyard, saw him almost every week. They just were convinced he needed a red shirt. We'll
1: see. Well, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. I, I mean, Mike, I mean at, he, at bare minimum, he's too good of an athlete not to play special. Well, teams. He, yeah, he's going to be on special teams. Right. He's got to be. I, I mean, that's what I think. All right, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. You go to TigerBait.com. You go to message board or, or, or Tiger Den. You subscribe for the premium message board, annual package, right? Am I, am I getting this correct? Yeah, choose the annual package.
2: LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait is our YouTube channel. Live tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. We're going to have practice reports, video, photo galleries. Uh, you'll get our text alerts, our newsletters. And uh, we've got uh, a nice recruiting update on Keelan Williams up on uh, – Keelan Moses.
1: Here, do you see that? Keelan Williams, yeah.
2: <laughs> Moses. <laughs> uh man, hey, man. That,
1: that's years
2: of, yeah
1: that's years of recruiting right there hey he's a lot bigger than i would have anticipated he's a very really tall kid i didn't expect he, that. he's longer than his brother have you seen him play by the way like how much have you been able to see i know i mean mike he's what we've i, I didn't i'm not the one who filmed him last year but i
2: saw it you know i saw what we filmed what do
1: you what's your but thoughts I've on got him? You high,
2: I've got you high like three times throughout this upcoming season. So
1: Okay. Let's see it. Mike, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. You
2: I am praying, I'm praying that that we have no rain in September. And that we have in August. <laughs> no, uh, September. Because I there's a lot of games that I'm wanting to see and get guys oh, filmed oh, as you. quick I as I you. can. You know, and then Towards the back end of the year, I'm able to double up and see him a second time. But usually the best matchups are early in the year because you're seeing a lot of non district games and you're seeing multiple guys on the field, you know, out of district against each other. And so then after that, you know, if there's some guy you need to see, he's in North Louisiana, then you're praying they're going to make the playoffs. And then you're hoping they're going to get a, a draw down here. So you're not traveling to Oak Grove, Louisiana or wherever.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people are wanting me to take a trip with us to go to Farmerville, by the way, like whenever they play Manny, I think, Tackett and them versus – Yeah, I think that that game's in Manny, I thought. Is it? Okay, okay. Well, they want us to take the trip. I'm like, hey, man, you drive. I'll go, you know. I I wouldn't mind going to see that game. I think it would be fun. All right, Mike, I've kept you long enough. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll we'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, All right. (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. All that's right, Mike, thanks. That's Mike Scarborough from Tigerbait.com. Uh Aunt Marshall says, Hey, 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 watch it. Well, man, I mean um What you gonna do, brother? <laughs> uh, Union doesn't play Manny this year. Okay. Well, I don't know who, who is it that Farmerville or Union Parish does play? Like wouldn't there or who plays Manny that everybody wants to go see? And I, I I forgot that one. Apparently, I had a pause moment too. Uh, Jeff Futch says Mike's a Sean Payton double. Just saying. Hmm, I I guess. I guess. Uh, Mark asked, "What's wrong with Farmerville?" Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about our good friends over at Drake Williams Law Firm. My good friend Carol Falls. We'll end it. I kind of got a little bit of a Rufino's rant. So I'm going to bring the guys in here, and we'll end the show. So let's pay these bills. We'll be back. In literally one minute, or minute and a half, excuse me. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985 386 7600 Tell them your good friend Blake Ruffino at AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985 3954300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. All righty, all righty, all righty. We are back. Uh, guys, let me ask you this question. Did y'all see today... Um, The Miami Dolphins have to uh, uh, give back, I guess, however you want to say it, their first-round pick after tampering with New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. Let me tell you this. I'm kind of chapped about that. I'm pretty pissed because Brian Flores was right. They were tanking for Tua. They were tanking for Tua. And then they went after Sean Payton after High and Brian Flores. I, I guess what are your guys' thoughts on this? And I mean, is Brian Flores the best-looking man in the NFL at the current moment? You're muted, Pooh. Say you're you're muted. You're muted, Uncle Pooh. All uh, right. Say you're you're muted, Uncle Pooh. Tell him. Tell <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my, well, thank you, thank you, Ben. Uh, first of all, shout out to Brian Brian Flores for uh, doing the Lord's work. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I, it also the story that that came out that we 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 talked about a long you know a while ago that sounded so outlandish now has a lot of legs to stand on.
1: It does, Zach. Your thoughts? I mean, it makes
2: him look like a lot smarter man than he was before. So, I have to agree.
1: Well, it does make – it does, in a way, in reference to, you know, when people, quote, unquote, cry wolf, a lot of people call you a liar. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks like a guy – I mean, that he didn't lie, right? And so –
2: Who's got dagger the on their face now? Well,
1: uh, let me say this the Miami Dolphins and Steven Ross, I think that the Saints should get that first round pick. It's my, look, uh, if you're going to tamper, you got to give the team that you're tampering against. Okay? Look, we got all the. Here, here's the crazy thing, though. You ready for this? Did you know that Steven Ross, the Miami, the Miami uh, owner, has the same amount of game suspension that Deshaun Watson?
0: Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. He's got more games than uh never mind. I don't want to even then go who? down that road. Then who? Then who? Yeah, I don't, I, then who? I I, don't I, I mean, man. I'm sorry, not more games, but he's got le- I meant he's got less games than um um Ridley who mm-hmm. I, I, I don't with the I, gambling. I yeah, I think that's first that's, off. Didn't he
1: get like a whole year? Wanted a whole year? First they gave off, him a whole season. First off. Yeah. If I'm first Calvin day. Ridley, I would sue the NFL. Because yeah. we just saw Brian Flores sue the NFL, and the NFL didn't have a choice. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. I'm going to ignore this comment. But what,
1: what, which one?
0: Uh, From stuttering. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I don't worry about somebody that makes a burner account with that kind of <laughs> shit. I, look, number one. Cover your ears, man. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. When you have a small penis like the guys like that then that's who what kind of guys make burner accounts i'm just gonna say it ticks me off all mm-hmm. right but i think brian flores is he's vindicated completely all right guys we will go ahead and get on out of the air Zachy, thank you he will not be here tomorrow because i got church mr blake i don't know what pooh Bear's doing i i, I don't know i, I don't, I don't know. know pooh bear are you gonna be with know. us
0: tomorrow uh, as the old folks say, uh, if the Lord sees fit that I'm here, right. if, if, if it's the Lord's will, and the creek don't rise. That's what it is. Uh, God willing, we, in the creek don't rise. We don't. We don't grow up around. All right. Let me creeks. say this
1: very quickly, Zach. We have seventy-seven thousand comments inside the chat saying to <laughs> shave that, at, shave that goatee. I'm just letting you know. Let me say this. A lot.
2: Um, every Star season. Position.
1: Every season before, or every year before football season starts, I watch "Remember the Titans." It's my Uh, favorite movie of all time. Left side, strong side, but this is the play that LSU's got to run week one, play one. I want a uh, a fake Georgia blast, or or, or fake twenty three blast with a backside Georgia reverse. Yep. Fake twenty three blast with a backside Georgia reverse, like your life depended on it. Like your life. I'm going to watch it right now. I swear to God. I love Remember the Titans. Mm -hmm. Gotta love it. They bring in the injury QB. It was beautiful. Yeah. You ever seen a football injury, you wimps? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're out of here, guys. We'll see you all again soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Hey, tell them bye, Ben. Hold on Hold on, Zach. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say thank you for watching Daddy's show. Daddy's show. Say thank you for watching Daddy's show.
0: Show. All right. We'll see you all soon. Y'all have a good night. (laughs) Peace
1: out, Girl Scouts.